The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network. VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly. And I do mean proudly. Brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin in the house. Producer number nine. So much more than a producer. Kelly. It's great to be alive. It's great to be alive. Friday before championship games, conference championships. Every day above ground, six feet above ground, it's a good day, right? Well, some of us are six feet above ground. How much, how much above ground are you? You just don't want to be six feet below ground is what you're trying to say, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm just curious. I'm just... That. Math. That. Just, just trying to figure out what you're getting at Elevation there. or altitude? <laughs> Elevation. <laughs> Let's have that argument. Uh, the greatest fight in primetime action history. <laughs> it came to was came to blows on that. All right, um, this is a uh, to say that this is a solid, uh, beautiful guest list would be the understatement of the world. Uh, let's start from from the back of the show to the front. Brent Musburger in studio today, the Godfather. Um, kind enough, uh, we're honored to have him in studio here for the final segment of the show. Uh, we'll talk to Brent about, obviously, his feelings on both championship games and really want to get to, you know, when he was on CBS for all those years, Kelly, he got to be on site with the CBS NFL Today crew, whether that was Jimmy the Greek or Phyllis George or Cross, whoever, whatever grouping it was at the time, he got to go to sites. Yeah. Curious what his most, you know, his most vivid memory of the most rowdy of those sites was as, he, uh, as we head into championship round this week and, and his thoughts on both of those games. Uh, Steve Fezzik will be in the house as well. Steve Fezzik is the only two-time back-to-back Super Contest champion. He was kind enough to join us on the Megapod yesterday, the Beating the Book Megapod with Wishnev and Parlay. And he will be in studio as well prior to Brent to give his thoughts on both championship games from an analytics standpoint. Sleeves or sleeveless? On the Megapod, it was the gun show. It was the gun show. I'm going to say there isn't a gun show okay. today. Okay, all right, all right. Thank you for that clarification. Just, yeah, we want to prepare people otherwise. Prior to him, Rufus Peabody will join us in studio. So just a cavalcade of people rolling in studio this morning. Rufus um, is going to be on the Megapod before the Super Bowl. And the reason for that is he made his initial hay, if I could use that exp- expression, which is a terrible one. But he really got his first notoriety, if you will, in sports betting, betting into Super Bowl prop markets. And obviously we're not going to talk about that extensively today because we don't know the matchup and we don't know the props yet specifically. Uh, but we'll get into 
his process as we get to next week when Super Bowl props are out, and his thoughts on the two championship games as well. Frank Schwab will join us as well, not in studio. It's the first one, not in studio, but Frank Schwab from Yahoo covers the NFL for Yahoo. Always fun to talk to Frank and get his thoughts on Sunday's game as well. What a slacker. He should have flown in from Colorado. <laughs> total, it's not that far. Total Come slacker. On. Really, Frank? Can't be in studio <laughs> with us? Come on. Um, Felika's going to be on. We, were, we thought we were going to get Felika. Felika's going to be on Lombardi later. Felika texted and he goes, did anyone else have a dream that they were in a van with Annette Contivate last night? On a way. <laughs> very random text <laughs> I got from okay. him. Yeah. Well, is, is that like a taken situation? Or I don't know. It's just a very strange okay. dream he was having. I was like, uh, no, clearly we did not. Um, okay, and then we're also going to talk about... Um, you know, first of all, we got to get our thoughts on both games, and we'll get to those momentarily, but we'll do some prop watch on the games this weekend. Uh, Kelly didn't get a chance to really flesh out his sixth man of the year thoughts in the NBA yesterday, so we'll give Kelly the platform to do so. And I have an Australian Open play as well tonight. I mentioned it yesterday. I hope you made the bet yesterday because the number's not quite as good, but it's still good enough to play. But let's start with the two games here, uh, Kelly, obviously the championship games, and just here are the bet that I have I made on Sunday evening. And that is when the Bengals were initially underdogs against the chiefs. And so again, when a, when a game is lined at one or, you know, one and a half and stuff, does it really matter on the point spread, whether it's one and a half this way or one and a half the other? No, because the game's not going to end at a tie, but it matters for teasers. Right. And so I grabbed the Bengals. I, at that time it was a one point spread. So I grabbed a a six and a half point teaser, quite frankly, at minus one thirty. So I got the Niners at eight and a half. I got the Bengals because I wanted to get the Bengals through the seven at seven and a half. Now that line is back to where it was. You could make the same bet or you could wait and see if that Chiefs line goes to one and a half or two or two and a half, or we'll see. That's, again, the only direction it's probably going to go at this point, if at all. But we don't know if it's going to go further or not, but it's one right now blanketed in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's the only NFL bet I have in pocket because I'm going to wait to see if that Chiefs line gets a little bit higher to play the Bengals at as good of a number as I can. By the way, minus one and a half's out there as well now, too. So I shouldn't say blanketed. I'm going to wait a little longer to play the Bengals. I am not making a preflop play in the Niners game because, Kelly, I have all those Niners futures. I have the Niners at plus 705 this weekend. This is a big weekend for me for futures. So plus 705 on the Niners, which I made before the season started, the day after Jimmy Garoppolo, the day after the Niners decided, hey, you know what? Maybe we should keep Jimmy Garoppolo. And now I have this ticket with Brock Purdy, which was never anticipated. I also have the Niners to win the Super Bowl at plus 1650 from before the season. Same day, made those two bets back the day after Garoppolo uh, was back in tow. I have the two Super Bowl MVP bets on McCaffrey and Kittle, 18-1 to and 81 respectively, and I have Brock Purdy to win Offensive Rookie of the Year at plus 750. So to say I'm invested in the Niners would be an understatement. Um, so no play on this game. Minus 2.5 on the Eagles is exactly where I guessed the line would be on, on Monday's guessing lines. No real surprise to me there. Um, I would imagine if it ticks to 3 just like if the other game did, it would be so quick to go back yeah. to two and a half. This one more likely to get to three than the other, obviously, closer. So th- that's what I have in, in pocket in the NFL. Um, we'll get to tennis later because there's implications in the Australian Open as well coming up uh, in addition to the play tonight. But that's what I have at, at least bet-wise is just the teaser currently in addition to the futures. How about you? Yeah, it's, it's a good point of the there's no way – that other game gets to a three at this point, right? Like, if, there's no way, if, right? I don't think so. And if it Chiefs did, let's just, let's just say it did. It Kelly, it would last 45 seconds, right? Maybe because I'm thinking, I'm thinking, yes, there might be a shop or two. Oh, between now and Sunday, 
on the Eagle on the Eagles Niners game that maybe hits three, but it's going to get instantly knocked back down, like you said. Yeah. The other game, I'm, I'm I'm struggling to really picture it hitting a three at this point, but who knows? I guess we'll see. Um, for me, light bets this week. Light bets. I mean, I I think that's. Uh, the biggest thing from last week, last weekend was a great betting weekend, and those were much heavier bets. Yep. These are much lighter bets for me this week. I think all four of these teams are good enough to win. Um, I played Eagles money line and Bengals money line. Uh, when that Bengals line was starting to shift that Bengals way, I bet it then. You can get it much better now. Obviously, you can get like plus 108, plus uh, 110 on the Bengals money line right now. I still like them, but look, I, I'm I'm – you know, the past couple of days, it's been I'm, – I'm very aware of this Mahomes situation. I think that he is – I think that, you know, as we saw the line move back Kansas City's way, I think we saw people reading too too much into that situation, just like we talked about last week with the Bengals' offensive line, right? We thought people were reading too much into that offensive line situation and that it was going to be catastrophic for them, and it really wasn't. And I think Mahomes – I think Mahomes, yes. Is he going to be hampered out there? Absolutely but I like the I like the passing yards. I ended up playing that yesterday over two eighty two and a half. I think if we're talking about Patrick Mahomes having to hang in the pocket more often, uh, fine. We, it's just going to be more Patrick Mahomes passing. So I do think that's a smart bet. Um, and that you know Bill Bill brought that up on the show yesterday. That and the over, and they're kind of correlated, right? If I think if Mahomes is going to be healthier than what we might have thought a day or two ago, or you know right after that game. I think the over 47s in play. I could see this turning into a bit of a shootout, and I like Mahomes over passing yards. So I did put both of those in yesterday. Um, I like the, I like the passing yards prop as much as anything this week. I really do. Mm. I, I think Mahomes is going to go out there slinging. I uh, you made a good point there, which is again last week we probably pounded that Cincinnati offensive line thing that people were overreacting right. maybe 27 times on the show, um, and those bets were big last week. This is listen. I'm all about the Niners and the Bengals this week. If the Eagles and the Chiefs won, would I be surprised? No. Yeah. Like, not in the least bit. So let's just sort of, like, put it all in context. Totally. Would anybody be shocked by any outcome of any of these games? Maybe a blowout in any of them, right, in either of them. Um, okay, so let's walk through that real yeah. quick. If there's a – okay, the only way – in the AFC game, the only way I see a blowout is if it's a Bengals blowout. And that is Mahomes looks way worse mm-hmm. – that way worse than I think he's going to heading in, and that offense is stagnant. That Bengals defense plays well, and Burrow can't be stopped. I don't see. I don't really know if I see a Chiefs blowout possibility. I think that's the more likely one, yeah. given the Mahomes doubts. What we talked about on the Megapod yesterday on the beating the book feed with Fezzik was, and I brought this up, which is, what's the Super Bowl matchup outcome you would most look forward to betting? anticipating a line that you could exploit. And so what I meant by that was, because it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on the results and how, and how these games go, right? Yeah. So exactly what we're just talking about. If the AFC, if whichever AFC team wins blows out the opponent and the NFC team squeaks by, right? Let's say it's San Francisco squeaking by mm-hmm. Philadelphia and let's say it's Kansas City Blow. Let's say it's let's say it's Kansas City blowing out or Cincinnati blowing out Kansas sure. City. Either way, like the value on San Francisco come Super Bowl is probably going to be awesome. Yeah. Reversed, yeah. it's probably even more stark. Which is, let's say the NFC game is a blowout, and let's say whichever AFC team, whether it's the Bengals or the Chiefs, just ekes by their opponent, and somehow you're getting points 
with the AFC team in a way that you wouldn't have otherwise, to me, that would represent spectacular value oh, incredible. on I, the AFC team. I mean, I brought I brought it up on here before, but, like, I, you know, I, I, a month ago, six weeks ago, I almost bet that just AFC to win the Super Bowl prop that they hang everywhere. That like It's like one of those general props I never even think about. But it was lined like minus 130 because the way I looked at it at the time was I had the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals all ranked higher, power ranked higher than any team in the NFC. But now that we're talking about a Mahomes injury, the offensive line injuries on, on, the, on the Bengals side of things, I'm not going to jump to that. But it, it, what you bring up is fascinating. Of what what those, I don't I don't know what matchup would lead me to want to bet more than I've bet this weekend. I really don't think there is one. I think it's I think the way you would is if one of those examples happened. It would require a blow. It would require a line to be super duper influenced by recency bias based on what people just saw. It, but even that, I mean, what's the most it could be? Three. Yeah, that's you enough. know what I mean? Three's enough for me, right? Yeah. Like because again. The Eagles are the short shot at plus 240. The Niners are the long shot right now, plus 330 of those four teams. It's amazing. More on these games. On the other side, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today. Kelly, that won't take you but a few seconds. Then you stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. That won't take you but a few minutes. That's right. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials. Hurry day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. That's what you do, though, Gil. You fly in town. You download the app while you're sitting on the tarmac or waiting for your bags, okay? And then you go over 
and uh, maybe you hang out with Gil at the Cosmo or the Aria <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Keep volunteering me for stuff. <laughs> yeah, sure. Exactly. exactly. Gil will go hang out with you sure. for at least 30 minutes. While, uh, 30 minutes? Yeah, yeah, at least 30 sure. minutes. Uh-huh. Well, well, you make sure you get some money in your MGM account, and then no matter where you go in Vegas, you can bet on that app right there. And at the end of the week, you hit up Gil again where you meet him to cash out, and then you hop on your flight and go home. What a great promo. And it really is. You're welcome, BetMGM. <laughs> we get tweets that beating the book. This is from uh, Yem. I got futures on Kansas City to beat San Francisco. San Francisco to beat Kansas City. Cincinnati to beat San Francisco. I'm wondering how to approach this weekend to ensure profit. Oh, God. My head is uh, exploding. I, I think hold on to what you have, and you're yeah. in the situation of pray the Eagles don't win is what it sounds like. Why don't you worry about it after this week? kind of thing yeah i you know what we've actually been getting a lot of those questions recently i think it's something to address the because someone asked you about hedging right about your niners bets yes and if you like if you even wanted to hedge what you have now it's it's just not it's also so it's a good point you're making because we've had a we've had hedging conversations on this show from the beginning of this you know this show's inception right for six years we've talked about it we talked about it on the podcast also before that but we should probably just reset for those who have never heard the conversation, which is essentially, in my humble opinion, the, the conversations about hedging, particularly on Twitter, has become a bit of a cottage industry, yeah. right? And there's, you know, you, there's not a blanket catch-all answer to any of this stuff. And so there's a lot of people also who will have like a, let's just, let's just take a hypothetical, they'll have like a $20 bet to win 200 bucks, and they're like, oh, how do I hedge this? Does the 20 bucks matter enough exactly. to you to actually even hedge? Like, what are we even talking about? Exactly. Let's just start with that. I, I, okay, I'm so glad you brought it up because I, yeah. feel, I feel like that is half the cases I get asked yes. about. Yes, and, and that's my first question back is, well, I don't know, is losing $20 a big deal for or, you? Or is, lo- or is locking in $80 that big of a deal? Right. If well, it that's is, that's fine. We're not judging. But, ju- but just don't knee-jerk to hedging. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be your next thought. You made the bet for a reason. If nothing has changed fundamentally, um, there might be an argument to not do anything. Yeah. Um, if there hasn't been an injury, if you feel even more, you know, even stronger about the bet. Um, if you are one of those people who does want to lock in something, if it's a, if it's a nice enough amount of money where you're like, nope, uh, I definitely want to. By the way, if it's life-changing money, I totally get it. That's a different story. Yeah. Right then, I totally get why you would want to lock in money. Um, it de- it depends what your bet is. It depends: are you trying to make as close to an even amount, no matter the outcome of the event that's coming up? Are you just trying to cover your outlay? Some people are hedgers by nature. The the object here is to lock in profit, and other people are like, no. I've got the edge. My edge hasn't dissipated. Why am I going to give anything back to the book? Yep. In terms of edge. And what you said at the very beginning is is really all that matters. There is no blanket answer to yeah. any of this. But, right. but I think you need to think about your situations. And I, I mean, I mean, I think what, in one of the bigger things you just said there, too, is, is there anything that's changed with my bet or my situation where I feel uncomfortable with yeah. this bet? And maybe... If you're if you have Chiefs futures, maybe you do feel something has changed, yes. right? Your quarterback Correct. is banged up, and maybe it is now a smarter decision to hedge and kind of get off of your position. Maybe you do with the Niners. Maybe you think Brock Purdy is is enough for you to get off those bets, right? Right. Uh, Master of Puppets showing me uh, highlights from the uh, Super Bowl in January of 1992 between the uh, 
skins in the bills. He goes, is this the best team that you always talk about? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Bruce Dobig had talking about uh, Chris Felica's text. If the bear had been uh, dreaming he was in an SUV with Ostapenko, I'd be concerned as opposed to contemplating. <laughs> Let me just, I got to stop for a second. I don't want to be mean. Can I, can I just have 10 seconds of me saying something here? I, I'm not trying to be mean. It is amazing what he's referring to. Yelena Ostapenko is a professional tennis player. And she's able to perform at a high level in a transformed sort of physique. Jason Stark. Oh, I know what you're talking hey, about. Hey, <laughs> Gil. Uh, Bet Rivers has Super Bowl lines out. AFC teams minus one over Niners. Eagles minus one over AFC teams. Um, you would have to, the only way you explain it is if you, if you anticipate how these games are going to go and then you think you'll have an edge on it, you know, anticipating what the line will actually be, uh, would I recommend betting either of those? Um, let's see. On, on and on with the tweets. We appreciate I, it. I don't know. There, like, look ahead lines right now is a fascinating conversation. I don't really know that there's much value in betting a look ahead no, line. Like, if, even if you're, if you're high on any team, I don't think there's much value at all. Yeah. I, and, and I think what we said before the break stands. Like, I think the only way that these four teams bunched up are going to have any sort of, because you know, this is a rare situation where these are the four best p- teams and they're bunched up in the futures market. No one really should be surprised by any two teams that get there. Um, that the only way that line gets any big, and by any big, I'm talking, let's just use three, is if that scenario happens where one team blows out another and the other one ekes by. Blowout or yeah. another injury. And uh, yeah, yes, I say if we can take injury. these futures, I think the futures, the look-ahead lines, I wouldn't play anything. Now, if you are super high on the 49ers, Gil's already got bets in pockets. I have no problem if you're saying, I want to take a piece of 49ers at plus 330 or, you know, plus 380 or whatever. You're not going to see that in the Super Bowl. So I that, I think that's literally the only bet <laughs> that you yeah. could make here. But I, I do think you could do that if you were high on the Niners. By the way, and there's going to be some people listening who are like, okay, well, Gil, I get that you have the futures on the Niners, but like, and I get you're doing the whole thing. Well, you have it, so you're not going to bet it. But do you really believe in conviction that they will that they can win this football game or that they will win this football game? And by the way, this is from uh, John Anthony on Twitter who uh, who DMs in. He goes, uh, is there anyone on the planet besides those of us holding 49ers tickets who think they can win? I've never seen anything like this. Now, he's in Philly area, right, in the New Jersey, Philadelphia region of the country, um, that 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 section, so he's getting inundated with Philly opinions. My thing is this, and I'll get back to it in case you missed part of the show this week. The Bill Barnwell note, like I, like last week I was talking about, hey, I think this oh, this offensive line thing with the Bengals is overrated by handicappers. Burrow has a quick release. This The quickest this side of uh, Tom Brady from the snap, it's not going to be an issue. Um, my thing is, again, the, the, the Bill Barnwell note about Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. Again, these are things that, like, the casual fan doesn't pick up, but analytics does. Breaking down the field into 15 vertical planes. The the Eagles do most of their damage in the seven middle vertical lanes of the field. Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are number one. They, the Niners are number one in the NFL at covering that section of the field. Why? Because those two linebackers are essentially de- defensive backs, as Mike Pritchard said with those words earlier this week. Their speed not only co- allows them to single cover tight ends wherever they might go, but wide receivers in some case. Remember the pass to CeeDee Lamb down the field? With Fred Warner? Fred Warner's right there. Oh my God. That That's was... a wide out down the field. Fred, Fred Warner is, is an incredible linebacker yes. and one of, the, one of the best in the league. If you could watch that one play mm-hmm. for, to, 
Well, go you could you could go and Google twi- go to Twitter and, and look for that play right now. You'll get the perfect example of what you're talking about right mm-hmm. now. The fact that you can have a linebacker f- feign blitz, right? Yes. He's going into feign blitz and, and then get go all, all the, the way, way back. back to cover CD. It's Michael Parsons kind of stuff. It's incredible. And you know, and again, I'll get back to the Commanders game. Uh, I've said this before this week, but listen, we've talked about these two games. We'll say it one more time, which is I really believe that Washington Commanders game, which was the Eagles' first loss this year. And I know they, they were missing a player or two. But I said the Commanders are a poor man's version of the Niners. And their game plan was, we're just going to matriculate the ball down the field and we're going to move the chains. That's what the Niners are going to try to do on offense. And so, yes, when you put all of those things in the mix, do I think the Eagles are a good football team? Yes, I have them power ranked in the top four. But I think the Niners are the better overall football team. I think they have the personnel to exploit what the Eagles do best. And... uh Again, would I? And again, holding two thoughts in your head at the same time. Would I be shocked if the Eagles somehow figure it out? Also, and Jalen Hurts makes a play or two, and somehow that's the difference. No, I wouldn't go. I, I wouldn't be that shocked about it. But that's why I do believe the Niners winning. And in the Bengals uh, Chiefs game, listen. If you want to get in front of the Joe Burrow train, that's on you. Yeah, I'm not. I've seen enough. <laughs> and and the Mahomes being hampered. You know, again, we, we talked about last week. Hey, if you don't believe me about the Bengals and the offensive line, watch a series, right? Bet it in game. Same thing with Mahomes this week. Totally. You, you don't have to listen to anything any of us are saying because none of us really knows, right? But if you watch the first couple drives of that game and you're like, oh, Patrick Mahomes is fine. Pound the Chiefs if, if you care to. If you look at him and you're like, oh, no, he can't go side to side at all. He's a north-south guy right now. Then bet accordingly that way. You do not have to do this pre-flop if you don't want. There's a very good chance I end up adding to the Bengals in-game, right, if if he looks bad. And that thing played out beautifully with the Bengals. You could have gotten the Bengals at minus 105 after they were up 7-0 and driving to make it 14-0. Tennis on the other side. And basketball. Numbers game. Visa and the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game on Visa the Sports Betting Network. Numbers game, proudly brought to you by BetMGM. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have got you covered every which way. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season, where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin in the house. Um, we had to get out all our football thoughts or as many as we could because, uh, again, Brent Musburger on the show today, Steve yeah. Fezzik on the show today, Rufus Peabody, all of them in studio. That can't all be in one show, can it? My God. And how did you convince Rufus to come in here? At Rufus texted me. Out of the blue, he texted me, hey, I'm in town, want to hang out? Then I texted him back, I'm like, cool, want to come on the show? Didn't hear from him for three days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, because, <laughs> think, like, what happened because think how that conversation goes. I've done that with people before, too. It's like, hey, man, I'm in town, I'm in, t- in town in Vegas. He was you want to hang out? And yeah. you're like, yeah, come, in, come into the South Point at 7 o'clock in the morning. Like, we'll have a great time. He's doing it. <laughs> Just took him three days to get back. Um, so... We're looking forward to that hour. By the way, um, RIP to Billy Packer. Billy Packer, who has passed away at the age of 82 years old, uh, who many of us know, uh, if you're of a certain age, 
from covering college basketball. 34 straight Final Fours, Kelly, for Billy Packer. Most of Damn. them, uh, most folks know him with Jim Nance as a uh, CBS uh, network uh, announcer for March Madness. When I was a kid growing up in uh, D.C. in that region of the country, there used to be a network called the Jefferson Pilot TV Network. For those from the mid-Atlantic region of the country, you'll be familiar. If you grew up in ACC country, you'll remember the Jefferson Pilot Television Network. And there was an announcing team of Jim Thacker and Billy Packer. And I remember as a kid just loving that because it rhymed, like Thacker things that Packer. hit you as a kid. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy Thacker and Bill Packer, this is awesome. You know, watching some random Wake Forest, Maryland game or whatever. But uh, Billy Packer, who was just uh, an icon in college basketball, passing away at the age of 82. So, uh May he rest in peace. Wanted to give him a shout on that. The other football news that we didn't get to yesterday, and we'll get to tennis and basketball here real quick, but Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator with the Cowboys, returning to the Cowboys after having a couple head coaching interviews, which is curious because I have a Cowboy fan friend who immediately went to, oh, Jerry totally promised him the job after he fires Mike McCarthy next year. We have no, that's not a report. That's just a Cowboy fan friend immediately going to that speculation. Okay. We, okay. It is worth. It is worth speculating about that, right? <laughs> you love this more than anything. I, I love this kind of stuff. Yeah. Sorry, but like yeah. Dan Quinn. Just okay, Dan Quinn. You're a team out there that needs a head coach. Where does Dan Quinn rank on on people you would like to bring in? I mean, kind of asking rhetorically because I would think he'd be near, near the top of everybody's above list. above middle for sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Now, are we talking about a guy that just really doesn't have the self-confidence yet to be a head coach yet? Are we talking about a guy who thinks that this Cowboys team is that close to a Super Bowl and would really like to win one before leaving? I mean, maybe he interviewed poorly. Maybe Maybe that. Maybe he wasn't going to get either job. Yeah, or maybe the only teams that offered him jobs were not the teams he wanted to go to. By the way, Frank Reich, congratulations to him. He gets the Carolina Panthers job after uh, he was ushered out of town by Bob Earsa in Indianapolis. But, but, yeah, the, the Dan Quinn thing is, I mean, it, I don't find that far-fetched to it, think that it, Jerry Jones was in Dan Quinn's ear being like, listen, if this don't work out for you, you know, things could change around here kind of thing. I also, you know, I also don't even know that you need to go that far, right? It maybe could not. Be, it could be a little, hey, maybe a little side bonus, right? Of right. Like, hey, we're going to pay you and close to what you might be getting paid as a head coach. 100%. What's wrong with being a defensive coordinator and a successful one at that with that defense? Right. Which isn't going anywhere, Right. So, so I, I don't know. It's a little odd to me, but you know what? Good for Dan Quinn. If that's what he decides Quinn. and he's comfortable with it, good for him. All right, tennis. Uh, I hope you were listening to the show yesterday. Dan Weston, uh, I, I said before Dan Weston came on, I go, well, Dan, I think we're going to be on the same play in the women's final. I'm on Rabakina. And he immediately agreed. Um, Rabakina at the time yesterday against Arena Sabalenka, which is in the middle of the night tonight here in the United States, um, certainly in the middle of the night on the East Coast, about midnight Pacific time. And this is your chance of when you're reloading your MGM account to hang out with Gil at 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> how, much am I, how much am I getting paid for this uh, hanging out? Um, Elena Rabakina was plus 115 when, the, when we did the show yesterday. She actually got to plus 120. Grabbed her again at plus 120 yesterday uh, in the match with Arena Sabalenka tonight. She is now down to even money. Dang. So the question is, could you, should you still play it at even money? I would say yes at even, but if it gets into minuses, you know, no. Because at that point, it's, it's where it ought to be, right? Minus 110, minus 105 is probably where it ought to be. So this is probably the last moment you can you could play Rabakina with any real true value. I shopped around this morning yeah. because I did a little telltale of Gil- Gilly here on yeah. the, uh, you know, <laughs> you know. 
Of course, I went parlay. I was like, yeah, screw the one match. I want both of them. Uh, so I did. Yeah. Do, I did do your uh, Rabakada Jokovic uh, parlay. Um, but at least here in Vegas, even money was the was the low water mark on on Ribakina. The you could find it was usually about plus one ten, something like that. So you you could still shop around. I think you can still find better than even money. Yeah, Rabakina. For those who don't know, she won Wimbledon. That was her first Slam title. She beat Anjabour over the summer. She reacted as if you know again she was being interviewed mid jog. She was just not. She was nonplussed. She won her first Slam. She's like, hey, well, you know, I want a Slam. <laughs> uh, so she's been on a stage like this before. Arena Sabalenka has not. Arena Sabalenka is just now meeting all the potential that she had. Uh, she had had a lot of serving yips over the last year in particular, but really it has hampered her whole career. But, you know, this is the, the whole sort of narrative is this is her moment. She's finally coming together. I think Rabakina is the play. And by the way, I mentioned on the show, there was a morning where I grabbed Rabakina, Djokovic, um, Exacta, not Exacta, but um, as a little, you know, duo parlay. Yeah. At plus 475, the same morning I grabbed uh, Djokovic-Pagula. Pagula immediately lost, but so I have the Djokovic-Rabakina one, which would really just go to make up the, the you know, the uh, Iga and the Pagula ones. Um, so that's at plus 475, and there was somebody on Twitter who fashions himself as the smartest man on Twitter, and you can imagine he's the opposite of that. He's like, why would you do that? Because Djokovic is a free bingo square. So at the time, Rabakina was like, to win it was like plus 150. So right. you might as well grab it with with Djokovic because it's and Djokovic by the way won in straight sets against Tommy Paul yesterday almost gacked the first set by the way but still won in straight sets he's up against Tsitsipas tonight he's a minus four seventy five favorite he's going for his twenty second Grand Slam which would tie him all time tomorrow. men's singles titles tomorrow I'm sorry pardon me thank you uh, against Stefanos Tsitsipas so I got Rabakina going I got Djokovic going in that parlay but I got Rabakina straight again. Even money, I would play it. Anything where it gets into minuses, I would stop with the uh, with the tennis bets. But, but circling back to that, uh, the parlay. So like that's what I think. I made that parlay today because I had that same thought in my head. Right? Yeah. It's I could play Rabakina at plus one ten, or I'll throw jo- Djokovic in there and it goes up to plus one sixty five. Do it. Like that. That's a better bet in my opinion. Yeah. So that's why I did that. Yeah. Stefanos Tsitsipas in his second career Grand Slam final has never won a slam. Uh, all right, Kelly. You wanted to get on this six. You, you didn't. You didn't get to finish. We went through some NBA awards yesterday, but you didn't really get to flesh out your sixth man of the year thoughts. Yeah, this is uh, this market man is is continued continues to be fascinating and is maybe it's becoming one of the most fascinating NBA awards markets that I can remember, Gil. So Westbrook, we've talked about. Okay, right? He is the he is the odds on favor here. Minus one forty uh, is what we have him at now. He's starting to come down a bit in this market, but you'll see him. See Malcolm Brogdon at plus 220. Norman Powell, 8-1. to one. I have a ticket on him from pre, at pre, uh, before the season, 30-1. to one. Tyrese Maxey, the big mover here. The big mover up the board is Maxey. The big mover down the board is Jordan Poole. Both for similar reasons here. Yeah. When we were going to do this yesterday, Gil, Maxey was 20-1. to one. He's moved from 20-1 to one to 9-1 to one at DraftKings in, in the past 24 hours, okay? This is the reason... How do you qualify to win sixth man of the year? All you have to do is play more games off the bench than you do games starting. It's very simple. Now go look, though, at how many games Tyrese Maxey has played, which is only 28 because he missed some time with injury this year. But how many of those has he started? He started 22 of them. So he is well over that, you know, the 50% mark, obviously, of starting or coming off the bench. 
But so we few have games. Seen, yeah. We have seen this Sixers new lineup that they've been using and using very, very well. Mm-hmm. Where has D'Anthony Melton in the starting lineup, Tyrese Maxey coming off the bench in these past couple games? That's why you're seeing a lot of people betting Maxey right now, which you can't argue with. He's scoring 21.3 points per game. Uh, about four assists per game. He is the highest scorer of these top guys. Norton Powell, I still love. I, I think his his production when Kawhi and Paul George are not in the lineup, when they have those back-to-backs, is incredible. 16.5 points per game. Brogdon, I don't understand the difference in odds between Brogdon and Norman Powell. I really feel like they should be closer. And Westbrook... Look, I don't know. It's the way you want to look at this. He's averaging under 16 points per game, the lowest of his career since his rookie year. Yet he has seven and a half assists and over six rebounds a game. So are we gonna are we gonna play the whole? If you if you extrapolated that, he might be a triple double guy if he started. I don't know. I don't think he should be minus 140 though. Here, this is just if I had to make a bet right now, it would be Norman Powell. I like him in this market. I don't know at what you're going to do with Maxi, but keep your eye on Maxi and Jordan Poole and how these teams are going to use them in line. Yeah, I was going to say, Steve Kerr, if you, you want to throw Jordan Poole back on the bench, I'd really appreciate that. Right. I really would. We'll come back. Prop watch for the championship games next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Attention, BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Here's how it works. Just sign into your BetMGM account, click on the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message, inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in 
Mississippi and Nevada. So, Gil, let me just add on to that one. So once you refer to your refer to your friend, who now is hanging out with Gil Alexander <laughs> while he's putting his money into, into his account, you can spend your $50 buying me a drink at the bar. Wow, this is becoming uh, cumbersome for us. I, it's, it yeah. sounds like a great thing we got going on. <laughs> this is great. Uh, hey, uh, we got a text from uh, John Goulet, who wanted to chime in on the Dan Quinn matter. Oh, what's up, Johnny G? He says uh, it's a low-risk, high-reward move for Dan Quinn. <clears throat> Pardon me. The jobs he interviewed for are not special at all. Uh, if he has a great year with the Cowboys, those same type jobs are available next offseason. And if the Cowboys disappoint again, then McCarthy is fired and he gets the head job in Dallas, which is better than anything available right now. And I think he's exactly right. Anything else you wanted to add there? No, no. There just uh, okay. might be uh, right. maybe some conspiracy theories with Dan Quinn. Who knows? Yeah. Money off to the side. I don't know. <laughs> Kelly's on one today. Uh, <laughs> pro tip, pro tip, pro tip, pro, pro tip time. If you're leading Bengals side, you don't have to necessarily fire pregame. You can wait to see what Mahomes looks like and then jump in live if he's struggling with his ankle. By the way, vice versa with the Chiefs. See what's up before betting. You don't have to listen. We talk about these preflop because we're here in the middle of the week. But in terms of your uh, betting here this week, especially for this game, maybe just hang out for a dry or two before firing. Free daily betting tips on vsin.com. Uh, pro tips, one every hour. That's at least 20 a day right here on the network. All available for vsin pro subscribers only at vsin.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. We get tweets at beating the book. Wait, real uh, quick, Gil. Oh. This is my plan, by the way. Like, I'm yes. treating the, the Biz Bengals bet like I treat most of my NBA bets every what, night. what about the Bengals bet as opposed to the Bengals bet? What about The Bengals bet, yeah. yes, yes. Uh-huh. I'm treating it like I treat most of my NBA bets every night. And that, we talk about that in show often, where I'm usually taking a, a piece pregame and looking to add in-game. And if that opportunity doesn't present itself, you have to be okay with that. But this weekend, I'm okay with that because I think if Mahomes looks good, I don't want that much action on the Bengals. We don't just give a pro tip. We live a pro tip. right. Pro tip life. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly has a pro tip life tattoo across his abdomen. Sort of like Tupac. Different, though. Mike Rouse on Twitter. I'll gladly meet up with Gil for 30 minutes at his favorite sushi place. Just send me the address. Gil might have, uh, may I refer to myself in the third person? Yeah. He might have been at that sushi place last night. Oh, you will still not, you will not disclose that information. For everybody out there that nope. knows this inside joke, inside jokes work really well on air, by the way. Yeah, but they really Gil do. brought up a great sushi restaurant in Vegas one day and refused to uh, disclose the location, even to us off the air. I'm that dude. Kevin doesn't know it. I don't know it. Nobody knows where the sushi place is. I'll give you other ones, though. Just not that one. Mike, because that's what everybody wants to know. What's your second favorite sushi place in town? <laughs> Mike Palmieri. Gil, any insights from Dr. Bob? Oh, you know, we usually have Dr. Bob on Friday, but Dr. Bob couldn't make it today. Uh, he, he said two things to me. He says, I have to go with my wife to get a passport to the passport office, and we're coming to Vegas. So, like, let's hang out. And I said, you don't need a passport to come to Vegas, I was Bob. just thinking the same yeah. thing. Okay. He was like, what? Uh, Mike Ross. Not Mike Rouse. Mike Ross. You mean this Austin? Oh, I see. People are talking about my Ostapego comment. Oh, angriest guy in New Jersey. Why don't you want to be mean? <laughs> this makes so much sense for him. He's the angriest <laughs> guy in New Jersey because I don't want to be mean about it. Uh, Mr. Bomb Apple. Oh, I like that one. You'll love the show and the podcast. Thanks for the thoughts on hedging. That said, I put a nice size bet on Joker before the Australian Open started. Do you like Tsitsipas to stay within five and a half games? Do you ever try to middle tennis bets? I don't as a rule. Ooh, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I don't as a rule. I mean, but I understand in your case, you might want to try to hit both. Um, it's asking a lot for Sitsipas. 
He could, but it's asking a lot. And tennis with the plus games, right, it becomes, I, I don't know. I, I love that betting option. It's just, I, I feel like it becomes sometimes a little bit more of a tricky handicap. Can I read a couple more of these or we need time for the problem? Yeah, no, you're fine. Well, a couple more. Rick Ollier. Hey, fellas. Hey, fellas. Did you hear that Einstein services kaput? <laughs> no, oh, I did not. God. God, I had no idea. That's a new one for me. Also, what are the chances we can get a Musburger, Michigan, Ohio State call for old time's sake? Let's ride. Yeah, Brent Musburger going to be on the show later, ladies and gentlemen, in studio. Uh, Elvis Toast Patterson, go the heck with it. I don't care if you read this on the air or not. You always have the best guests on the network. Oh, you should be on three hours in the morning, he says, my opinion. Well, Kelly's already got me doing other things off air, so I really can't do three. Yeah, that's right. Sorry He's got obligations. I've got obligations, apparently. Norm- How am I going to get free drinks from people referring friends <laughs> if he doesn't fulfill these <laughs> obligations? All comes back to you. Uh, Norman Vegas, Rebacan is plus 108 over at Circa, so that's a good price on her. Still available over there. Um, and yeah, on and I found plus 110 this morning in town in Vegas. Oh, you did? Okay. All right. We'll read some more tweets later. But ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Prop Watch. Yeah! We got props. And we're going to watch them. Like a bird. Remember we used to do that during prime time? Yeah. The whispers would come out? Yeah. They just came back for that. Interesting. Good old times. Good old times. Prop Watch. Where do you want to start, Kelly? Up to you. Want to start go with NFC. passing? We'll go NFC passing. Uh, we'll fly through these. We have, we only got a few minutes. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much we feel about any of these. But we got two twenty-one and a half passing yards for Brock Purdy, two fifty and a half for Jalen Hurts. Pass touchdown set at one and a half. I'm I'm assuming uh, juice one way or the other. Make sure to check that out on at your book. Uh, completions, attempts, interceptions, longest completion. Pass and rushing yards. That's three and a three oh one and a half for Jalen Hurts, two thirty-three and a half for Brock Purdy. My instinct here is, is that, you know, despite what I said about Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner and their unbelievable coverage over the middle, you can't run on the on the uh, Niners D. So even with what I said about Greenlaw and Warner, for me it's either over or nothing on Hertz's number of two fifty and a half. Oh, because you think they're gonna end up having to pass. They're gonna have to pass to. period, yeah. right? I'll tell you the one that's. We can actually flip to the rushing in here. Yeah. The one that kind of jumped out to, jumped out to me here was the passing plus rushing with Brock hmm. Purdy. So I wonder what his rushing yards are set at eight and a half. Eight and kind of like the over on that. You're talking about a younger quarterback going into this kind of environment. Eagles with a good defense. Those are always. I love those quarterback rushing numbers that are so low like me, that. Me too. All it takes is one. I actually think I might bet this one because you're telling me this kid doesn't get like a little flustered once and take off a couple times. For that safe five yards or whatever. Cut to a shot of the Niners in victory formation after Brock Purdy has 10 yards and he takes two kneel downs of one loss, all, one yard loss. What each. was that, Mahomes in the Super Bowl? Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Oh, boy. That's brutal. Everybody was on that. I feel like everybody, everybody. I knew was on that over, too. <laughs> and he'd do, like, the five-yard kneels. Like, it's like run back and take a knee. Receiving yardage, A.J. Brown is tops in the NFC uh, Championship, 70 and a half with his uh, – Counterpart Devontae Smith right behind him at 66 and a half. And the Niners, with so many weapons, are more spread around. Is yeah. there? I think this could be a Debo rushing game, not a receiving game. But, I, you know, one one play of yak is all it takes with him. That's right. You could also look at Debo pl- rushing plus receiving if you feel like that, uh, Gil. Uh, the one I actually think I am going to bet here, wait, waiting to shop around some different numbers, Devontae Smith, I'm going to look at his over-receiving yards because I think if you're the, if you're the Niners coming into this game – you you your defense is so good and you should be super confident in your defense but i'm thinking the one thing one thing we can't allow 
Is A.J. Brown over the top for these quick strike touchdowns? One or two, After if we play 90% of great defense throughout the entire game and get burnt by one or two of those, it's not something that can happen. So Devontae Smith might be see a little bit more single coverage in this game, I think, than, than he would normally. I like an, an overplay on his yardage. I like it. Let's go to the AFC Championship, which is the second of the two games on Sunday. In Kansas City, where it's going to be cold, by the way. Do you see this? Yeah. Oh, man. Could get to single digits uh, game time. 277.5 on Burrow, 286.5 on Patrick Mahomes. Um, I already bet the over on Mahomes. I'd still bet did. it at this number, yeah. but just be be aware that this number is on the rise. I mean, I bet it yesterday at 282.5. Betting the under on either of these guys would be just a horrible betting experience. Right. Who wants to live through that? Yeah. Let's go to uh, let's go to the rushing yards, or, or I believe that's next. Yeah, Joe Mixon at fifty eight and a half, Isaiah Pacheco at forty seven and a half. Yeah, I'm not gravitating. Nothing here. Yeah. Uh, if in, if anything, and yeah, we could we could switch to it quick. Maybe receiving on McKinnon is where I'd look more. Obviously, we, we yep. you probably know how dominant he has been in the passing game for this team. And if we're talking about even more of an a, a more immobile. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the dump-offs might occur a little bit more, so McKinnon you know, on dump-offs or something like that. 78.5 on Kelsey. You don't like the under on that? Yeah, it's high. It's high. It's high. Again, just different ways to bet these games. As, as Isaiah says, you want to live through that one, though, too. He's, you know, he's right. He's, he's got a point. But that's the one that sort of is I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Different ways to bet these. I just in full disclosure don't have any of these in pocket. You just I do the Mahomes. Have, I do have overall Mahomes pass. Mahomes, just the Mahomes one. All right. The cavalcade of guests begin. Frank Schwab from Yahoo next. The big take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.